Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 10 of the Fan Zone podcast. Uh, we're back again. Uh, Colin has joined us once again. Uh, so, so thanks for coming on as always. Uh, episode 10 already, it seems to have flown by, but looks like a new year and a new Bolton. Uh, obviously, we're joining you after a pretty impressive display against Plymouth. Um, a side that are flying high, um, some would say surprisingly, but they are where they are in the league uh, and seemingly for good reason. But yeah, what a game. Uh, Plymouth on the back of three wins in a row, albeit against pretty mediocre sides in MK Dons, Wickham and Cheltenham. But all in all, I think it's a, a pretty good point on the board. What do you both think? Start with you, uh, Colin. Um, two points dropped is my reaction to that. Um, I thought they came with the game plan, they executed it very well. Uh, I think their manager said that he was hoping to kind of sit in and not kind of go at it, go at us, shall we say, and try and pick, pick us up, pick us apart on the break and stuff like that, which he tried to do. But overall, um, obviously, we were the better, better team. Um, I think it highlights two things. Um, one, why we are where we are in the league in terms of position and how and why we aren't able to compete with them top two spots yet. Um, we are only in January, of course, there's plenty of time to go. Um, but uh, secondly, it highlighted how poor this division is. Um, last season, we had Sunderland harping on about the fact that they were desperate to get out of this division. For various reasons, I would suspect probably one of them would be the the fact that a lot of teams do come to time waste at, at, at stadiums like ours, um, and I think it just it was just how what how that the, the team that we were competing against were doing uh, them type of antics when the top of the league is um, pretty poor, really. I think. You, I'm struggling to think of any division in, in Europe, really, where you would get a team who's so-called one of the better sides turning up somewhere else and, and trying to kick and waste every possible second. Um, but they, come, they went away with the point, so uh, what we should have, yeah, my, my takeaway from that, we, we two points dropped, we should have, we should have uh, scored at least one yesterday and won that game. I think there are uh, quite a few people, actually, that are, are in the same boat as you. Um, for me, like I said, I think a, a decent point, all things considered. But what about you, Ange? What did you make of the game, and what were your thoughts on the result? Um, if you are watching at home, let us know what you thought. We did put a poll out, uh, which I believe is still active. So if you want to head over to our Twitter, uh, you can see the at, at the bottom of the screen. You can head over and vote on there. Uh, but what did you think, Ange? What did you make of the result? So. <clears throat> Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through my day yesterday. So if you if, if when I woke up in the morning, sweaty palms, I'm gonna get a point today against top of the league, Angie's happy. Plymouth turn up, and I expected them to bring game and attack us and play like the team top of the league, and I was. I was disappointed in the football they played. I was disappointed with their rolling around on the floor and the time wasting. Um, I was disappointed at our walk into the goal again. Um, like Col, was two points dropped. 
on the optimistic side of I'd have took that point. I wouldn't have expected us to have four points against those last two teams that we played. So I've, I've got my glass half full head on and I am happy with the point. You definitely could have and should have won that match. Yeah, it, it was definitely an interesting one. Uh, obviously, I spoke about that poll, poll that we put out just before. Uh, 200 people uh, headed over and dropped a vote on it. And out of that 200, just under 80% said that it was a good result, um, with 12% saying it was a poor result, and just under 7% saying it was a very good result. Um, there were, obviously, some sat in their very poor result. Uh, I'm not quite sure what game they were watching. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough one because... It was another one of those games where you look at it on paper and think, you know, before the game, Christ, we're in for a tough old run here. Um, and then once the, the, the whistle's gone after 90 minutes, you're thinking that was ours for the taking. Um, and when you compare it with the contrasting performances, really, with games like Lincoln, where we've come away with a point, the same amount of points, but put in such a, a completely different level of performance, it just begs the question of, you know, if we can find the back of the net a little bit more consistently where we'll be in the league. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about this for, for many more podcasts to come, um, many more performances where points have gone missing uh, and games have not really gone in our favour. Um, and I'm sure we'll speak about the, the antics of the away team <sighs> forever, uh, it feels like. Cause not forever. Until we get out of this division. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen some some Premier League games this season where there's been some pretty questionable goings on. Yeah, but not to this extent. It's absolutely ridiculous. It you expect it from a Morecambe because, you know, the, 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 they're up against it with, in terms of budgets, player, personnel, all that type of stuff. And, and you know, you'd expect it. And, it, you know, you, obviously because we're playing against a lesser side, you know, with the likelihood is we're going to win the game. But... Like I said before, when you get in top of the lead, turn up performing like acting like that, it's it's poor. It really is poor. Just like I said before, it highlights how how, how poor this this division is. Really, yeah. I think that poll as well. You probably want to revisit that at the end of the season because it might be that that might be what defines it for where we are at the end of the season. Whether that is actually a very good result or a very poor result. Yeah, only time will tell, I'm sure. Um, there were some pretty uh, big names in the house uh, for our game against Plymouth, um, one of which uh, in the away end was Anthony Sarsovic, supposedly. Um, big name. Well, I'll <laughs> come to the big name, uh, but apparently... I'd no room to talk. I'd, I'd use the word big, but not necessarily big name. <laughs> <laughs> But the other name. Big name. a familiar name. Familiar name, yeah, that's probably a better way. Unfortunately, <laughs> familiar. Uh, but the other big name, which is indeed a big name, was Alex Ferguson. Uh, there is obviously, I'm sure, many of you will see a picture floating around on Twitter um, with Sharon and her, and her sons with with Alex Ferguson. Um, and that, you know, he is the ex-manager of United, um, albeit ten years ago. And safe to say, it sparked some controversy. Uh, there's be there's a specific elk of people that have talked to that photo and been um, 
not too happy with it. I wouldn't want to call them flag shaggers. They aren't the opinions of the Fan Zone podcast, but one person kindly pointed that out on Twitter. Uh, but I'd be keen to think what, what you think. Um, you know, I saw some replies on there, and, and I quote, uh, it was disgusting from Sharon, it was vile and filth. Just three that I found it within seconds of looking. But <laughs> for me, I'm not really that arsed. I mean, he's one of the the greats of the game and you know it just shows to me the um the quality and the 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 nature of the club and the direction it's going you know bringing in people like that and the, the connections that we have um it's pretty impressive what do you think you are you majorly angered by by what you saw he's the greatest no. football manager of all time <laughs> Like, if he wants to go and watch football match to one of his local clubs, of which we are, then obviously fair play to him. I mean, there might be more reasons behind the fact that he's here. Obviously, he has still got connections with Man United, and obviously we've been linked to a couple of their kids. So, you know, you, you know, you never know, there might have been conversations or, you know, might have been keeping an eye out on how we play and whether recommendations for, I think, Robbie Savage's lad's been linked and stuff in the past. I know you don't know, but to have him in present is, you know, it's no area though. He's, he's, he's the greatest football manager of all time, in my opinion. Um, so I think we should look at it as a as a nice positive, really, that he's obviously keen to, to watch us play some football. Yeah, the, the greatest manager, second only to Ian Everett, of course. Um, what about you, Ange? Were you infuriated or are you very much the same as us and not really asked? <laughs> that thread, that, that thread under that this morning and last night, has literally just made me question people's priorities in their lives. And if you find that picture vile and disgusting, then you need to turn the news on because there's much more vile and disgusting things going on in the world than a chairman of a football club invited an OAP to a football match. <laughs> I mean, he's literally, he def he's the greatest ever football manager, whether he managed Man United or not. I don't understand why people are getting so upset. It's not. I, 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 I mean, if, I think if, if you were to cherry pick any one of them four, five, six morons who've tweeted that type of stuff on here now and invite them on and ask them to form an opinion, if they were honest, they'd probably just say, oh, I'll just doing it for like likes and retweets and comments. And that's where people's heads are at these days, isn't it? It's pretty pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> You is, don't, we uh, don't we don't know like you said ben we don't know why he was there he literally could have been peter reed was there there was there was he was in the background of the picture wasn't he with the the outside in the stands picture um we don't know if peter reed brought him we don't know if sharon's invited him we don't know why he's there but i, I, I honestly could not give a shit. he's just there yeah <laughs> I, I do think some of the replies to that thread were uh, a little touchy. Um, people were... they're just worth they're just worth not really mentioning, Ben. To be honest with you, <laughs> they they don't even deserve even to be you know a conversation. Just having a conversation around, around it. To be fair, um, we should be talking about the fact that Sir Alex Ferguson turned up. That's a good topic of conversation. But the idiots that say the things they say, they don't even deserve the highlight and spotlight on them, in my opinion. 
No, I'm sure there's many who'd agree with you. I think I agree with you as well, actually. On to a, a slightly more positive note, though. Uh, Randall Williams made his debut. Um, you know, some of the tweets uh, that we've got in, we, uh, as always, we, uh, well, as always from now on, we put uh, a list of the things that we're going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, and one of them was obviously Randall Williams making his debut. Um, we asked for your thoughts and many of you got in touch and left what you thought of the uh of the new man's debut and overwhelmingly positive actually um you know we've got one here from from danny shaw who said it was a steady performance got beaten too easily a couple of times but recovered well so overall not bad considering he hasn't played a competitive match since october um, Beck looked better going forward when he came on and was more of a threat, which I think is fair enough. Uh, you know, it's still early doors um, for, for Randall. He's not had much game time. And so, you know, he's not going to be at the races straight away. Uh, another one from Chris Merrill's here that says, steady considering he's barely played this season and had one training session. Showed some good things and that throw needs to be utilised. And um, that's a point I wanted to touch on. Wow, way that throwing. Um he could certainly rocket a ball into the box. Um, there was a, a unanimous stunned silence throughout the ground when he first took his throw in. Um, but what did you both make of it? I was pretty impressed. I agree with a, a lot of the people on Twitter. Um, steady, I think, is the standout word. You know, it wasn't didn't blow me away, but I wasn't expecting him to uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I thought he was pretty impressive and, and and showed signs of promise bally mumba i think really struggled to uh to keep up with him on quite a number of occasions but what did you think colin that was an impressive debut to be honest with you um obviously he's come from um hull or no and obviously he's not played a great deal but um and that was kind of evident weren't it towards like you know last last 20 25 minutes he was Paul Lab were blowing, weren't he? Um, but I thought I thought he, he he performed very well. I think what what we did is we 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 started off with quite a high press, like a high press in terms of uh, forcing uh, the uh, centre forwards kind of on onto the halfway line, and obviously that back back that back three, back five, whoever you want to look at it, um, was pivotal to that. Obviously, we tried to utilise the fact that they're quite a, a big lad up front and kind of like prevent him from having to kind of bring the ball into play, and we were kind of pressing him out a little bit. And obviously we caught him offside a couple of times and uh, he was part of that that kind of defensive unit that uh, he hadn't obviously, you know, played much um, with them in training and stuff and obviously worked on that kind of, uh, that game plan. So I think with that in mind, I think he, he performed very well. Obviously he's, he's, he's going to be more uh, beneficial from us from attack, an attacking perspective. Uh, and you, you definitely saw snippets of his game um, in which obviously that's going to be able to utilise his, his abilities going forward. Um and yeah, they're definitely the throwing. Uh, surprised us all, didn't it? Um, mate of mine who was sitting next to me said we've not seen a throwing like that since uh, Gareth Farrelly. Um, Gareth Farrelly had a quite a long throw for the for the younger viewers amongst us. Um, but it reminds me of a of a Rory de Lap for Stoke. Or I shouldn't really probably say this guy's name, but uh, Dave Chandler who played for Tranmere in the early noughts, he's had a hell of a throw on him, and so he used to compete against them. But yeah, so it's it's a good it's a good tool and, and a good. Um, a good thing to have at your in your armor, a good a good throw in. So hopefully we'll be able to utilize that, and hopefully it'll help Rico get his first goal as well. All being well, 
Yeah, well, I think we'd all uh, very much like that. Um, I think Ever as well was was very impressed with the the quality of his throwing. Um, you know, there's a, a report from Mark Isles uh, that talked just about that, uh, and Ever agreed that it's a string to our bow, and so you know, that's only a positive. Um, and hopefully, it can can start carving out some more chances for us. Uh, I saw a tweet. I think it was from Kean, uh, and he said it will turn us into a prime Burton Albion. Uh, what did you think, Hans? What did you make of Randall's debut? Yeah, <clears throat> good. Um, I think, like Carl said, he's definitely an attacking force, but he's got some speed behind him to track back. Um, obviously not match fit, and I didn't even expect to see him in the team sheet, to be honest. So the fact that Gaffer's put his trust in him, because we know it's obviously it's a spot that we're struggling with a little bit at the minute with Jack being out. Um, but excited. I think I'm excited for him to see what's coming from him. Um, he's a, he's quite a slight build, isn't he? He's not. There's not. Our wingers are really quite spindly. Is that? I don't know. <laughs> he's like. Then he's not very. I, I expected him to be, look a bit bigger, but then um, I suppose he's he's got the pace, so he doesn't need to be particularly built. Um, and yeah, absolutely. When Beck came on, I was like, what the hell? What's going on here? He's, 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 um, he's upped his game as well. So slightly less worried about that position now. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed. I think they'll probably sit him out Tuesday, won't they? And then bring him back in for the Portsmouth League match, maybe a week to gel with the boys. You could tell a little bit that they, obviously they've not played together, so they can't, they don't read each other very well to start with. So, yeah, good. Happy with that signing. Touch, touching on Beck. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't comment on Beck. That I think um, what with him, he, he hadn't played much football in Portugal, and I think he was behind as far as his preseason goes. Um, and I think we were too, a little bit, a little bit too quick to judge that lad. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. From time to time, defensively, he has looked a little bit um, sus, not suspect, but not, not, not as in tune, shall we say, as. As previous fullbacks and other fullbacks have got in that position, but um, he, he must be getting up to speed. And I, I think if you've got, come from Liverpool, you know, not put him in the same bracket as as, as Connor Bradley, but he, he got to have a little bit of something buried into at this level. Um, so yeah, I, I, against the, the, the lesser teams in this division, um, I, I wouldn't have any qualms with him playing at, at fullback personally. I hope yep, to see no. him there on Tuesday. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Give him a full match, I think, hopefully, see what, see what's going, see what he's got in him. Lots of game time, innit? Um, yeah. I don't know if you've, you've seen it then, but we've had a guy called uh, Dave Green comment on uh, the live chat saying about um, Williams, you can see he's played at a higher level. Um, I'm inclined to agree with that, personally, you, you can. Yeah. He's got, got that, bit of, that bit of aura about him, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you, you can tell. Uh, you just get that sort of that vibe. He's played at a higher level, so yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with that as well. Uh, and hopefully, we see more of that and, and more glimpses of that talent coming down from the championship. Um, obviously, he didn't get much game time, but you know, um, hopefully, we we can see more of that. Uh, and he continues to impress. But uh, like we just said, uh, it's the about Beck. I thought he was impressive when he came on. Um, an injection of, of pace and some fresh legs 
um, caused Plymouth some troubles and they were struggled to deal with it on quite a number of occasions. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to capitalise on that, but that's the same old story that we've said so many times this season. Um, we've had another comment. Um, with It says, with the debate about the back three put to bed, what are your thoughts on whether there's a future for Dapper, especially given the balanced nature of our performances since his suspension? which is a tough old topic, it really is. Um, speaking on that debate about the back three, we did put a poll out. Um, Sorry, Ben, is it a poll or a poll? Sorry. A poll, it's a poll. poll. It's a I, poll, I, Benjamin. I'm saying, I'm saying poll me, but I mean, <laughs> put that out to the to the watchers. Is it poll or, or poll? put a poll out to ask, is it poll or poll? <laughs> I'll, I'll make I'm sure after this episode, I'll make sure we put one out. Uh, anyway, the results of said questionnaire uh, <laughs> was <laughs> uh, we asked whether your back three would be a combination of Rico, Geth and Johnston, like we saw at the start of this season, uh, whether Rico comes back in for Ameson and we play with Rico, Toll and Johnston, or whether we stick with what we've got and have Ameson, Toll and George Johnston leading the back line. The results of that were... <sighs> pretty overwhelmingly one-sided actually with 67 percent of people saying that they would rather stick with what we've got and see Ames and Toll and Johnston um regardless of players being fully fit or not um with only 30 percent of people saying that Rico reclaims his spot and takes it off Ameston uh even less than that saying we go back to to the original with Rico Geth and then Jules Johnston um so yeah that was an interesting one because I, I thought that the overall reaction would be that Rico just walked straight back into the team. Um, but Ameson keeps keeps asking asking questions of us all and really imposing himself on that back line. Um, I know within the room that we've got here, there are uh, there is one person that thinks Rico reclaims his spot, and that person is obviously Colin. But it's tough. We'll go with you first, Colin, because I know you already know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Well, uh, first of all, I think Will Ernst did absolutely fantastic. And it's not even up for debate like in terms of his contributions over the last few weeks. Um, however, Ricardo Santos is our best defender in terms of his distribution in terms of his the, what, how he reads the game as well obviously he's be able to control the opposition attackers um center forwards especially uh, that's my opinion i mean i'm you know I'm, I'm i'm not exactly the oracle i might be i might be wrong but i just think that what he offers um with them elements for me he, he's 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 our captain as well do you know is he has he has to start he has to start when when we're coming up again when when he's fit he has to start in my opinion um, but I understand why you would say you know Will Emerson deserves his, his spot uh, and and you shouldn't really ever change a not a winning team because they're not winning but a team that certainly defence is keeping clean sheets really so I'm probably really trying to argue my, my point here but um, I just think Ricardo Santos is our best defender and and, and he, he he needs to he needs to start. Is an interesting one considering the nature of 
perhaps some of the games that we played before uh, he, he was injured, the, the sort of the switching off element of things and conceding early goals. I don't want to pin the blame on Santos because I know that is absolutely not the case, but we seem to have nullified that that problem quite quickly. Um, did we, sorry to interrupt you, Ben. Did, did we, I mean, I went to this game and I probably should know this, but I'm pretty sure Ricardo Santos didn't start against Shrewsbury, did he? And we can see uh, it. I don't think so. And we did it against Lincoln as well. Yeah, we did it against Lincoln as well. But since <laughs> then, since then, we uh, sure. seem to have gotten rid of it. Ben. <laughs> it's, no, it's, I'm not. I'm not arguing against Ben. ben. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that the, that defense that's all singing all dancing <clears> for the last few games isn't as 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 as, as good, shall we say, as we seem to think they are. I, I don't know as as a, as a collective. One um, one conceded in five. That defence is solid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't disagree. To be fair, I don't disagree. It's hard. It's a hard one. But we don't get paid the money, do we? So you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I... Six. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would. I would like to see Santos and Tall playing together with Georgie J, just to see how they play, how they gel. But at this moment in time, Enrico wasn't even on the bench on Saturday, so they're going to bring him back Tuesday for a, see how he gets on. I don't know, but um, if he's not if he's not fully fit, we don't know. I just oh, David I David know. David Green's on your side, and he's he's commented a couple of times saying cannot yeah. change. I agree, Maybe. David. Yeah, I'm wrong, then. Maybe. Well, the, the Twitter po- poll, poll, Twitter poll said Questionnaire. that you, um, <laughs> the survey says um, <laughs> that it is Ames and Toll and Johnston to uh, to lead that lead that back line. Um, you know, ultimately, ultimately it's ultimately so we'll yeah, it ain't our decision, is it? <laughs> and he will be, no. he will be loyal to Rico. We know that he's got a real loyalty with his captains. <laughs> Um, you know, sorry to interrupt, Dan. Do you think before um, before the, the the game against um, that little club from down Devon way, what they call um, Plymouth? Is it Plymouth they played the weekend? No, joking. <laughs> um, before the Plymouth game, didn't uh, Ameson got didn't he get caught off Mark Isle saying that he was considering leaving in January? Yeah. So there was, did you read that article that he was? And and I get it. He won't get in game time. He'd had a he'd had an injury. Why would you want to be when you know that? Pretty much knew that that wasn't that was Santos's place. But does that highlight um, Everett's? Uh, Ryan bringing that up and saying, does that highlight Everett's commitment and loyalty to San, Ricardo Santos? I think so, and I, I would not be surprised to see him when he's fully fit brought in, regardless of how well Will's playing, um, because I think he is extremely loyal to people he puts his trust into. And we know from his from Santos's contract extension and the fact he's captain of this club that he's extremely important to Ian. Yeah. We'll soon see. <laughs> we, we will indeed. Speaking of players that are important to Everett, um, perhaps someone that is in 
slightly less regard uh, aimed at Kung John, the talk of the town. Um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know where you've been for the, today and yesterday, but a uh, certain Declan John uh, put out on Twitter, uh, and I quote, there is always two sides to a story, remember that. Uh, clearly out of favour with Ian Everett, um, not being chosen in the lineup. there has been some questions whether that extends to more than just a lack of talent, uh, and that tweet certainly adds fuel to that fire. But what are your thoughts? Is it unprofessional and unpleasant, or is it fair? Is it is he just frustrated, and is it understandable? I'm very much on one side of the fence, but we'll get to that in a little minute. What do you two think? Um, is it a fellow professional just trying to get his side of the story out there, or is it just a total no-go? What do you think, Ange? Toys, dummies. It's all being thrown out of the pram. Um, I think he showed his personality when he was taken off in that uh, Papa John's match when he came out kicking bloody doors and strapping about the place. Um, I think sometimes you've got to rise above it and whatever is going on, it ain't professional. So your future employer is going to see stuff like that. We know what Twitter's like. People pull out all sorts of stuff from people's histories. Um, and I think that's something he probably needs to work on in himself that, yeah, you might be frustrated and you might there might be two sides to the story, but you keep a lid on it and you keep it professional. And when you're in the public eye, that's something that I think Pete, like professional players need a bit of help with. Just delete social media. If you can't keep your mouth shut, don't be going on it, is my opinion. What about you, Carl? Um, uh, if I was a manager, I wouldn't let any of my players on social media personally, especially at our level as well, because I think you're going to get, I think you get more idiots, don't you, at the, 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 at the <laughs> top end professional, you know, following accounts and all them fake accounts. <clears throat> With us, it's more of a concentrated um, audience, shall we say. So things are uh, things are more uh, more scrutinised, I, I want to say, than, than, than idiots on Twitter who follow Arsenal and Man United, yada, yada, yada. Um, so at our level, I wouldn't have my players on it if I was a gaffer. I think it, it's very, very, very unprofessional for him to go on social media. When you play for a club like us, spouting his mouth off like that, saying that it's two sides of his story and all that. I'm sure it is, Deck. And I kind of like the, 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 the kicking doors stuff that he did, to be fair, in, in the Papa John's, because it shows a bit of passion, it shows a curse, it shows, it shows he wants to play. But that was kept indoors and that's how it should be. Um, yeah, I think it, ridiculous, to be honest with you, the fact that he, he's gone out and, and, and tweeted, does me head in, like, you're, you're a footballer, crack on, you know, you, get another move if you're not happy. You know, what you put your socks up, work hard to get a move, call it that, you know. Yeah. He, he, last, season, last season, he was great for us and it's a shit, really, I've read a few things online, people saying it's a shame that, it's ended this way, and it has. It is really because he's been a he's been a good fallback for us, and he, he's he's you know he, he performed week in week out for a long time, offensively, not necessarily defensively. I'm sure he'll admit that from time to time. He's not the best defensively, but um, yeah, it's a real shame. But but really poor poor form. Um, and yeah, look, reading some of the posts, I think um, Chris has put about him burning bridges. Um, absolutely, um, and the fact he deleted it almost instantly. Foolish, foolish boy. 
I'm sure he regrets it. I'm sure he's got a sure he's got a roller kid off somebody within the club, but yeah, it's a shame he'll move on. Probably gonna play for Wrexham. <laughs> yep, uh, I, I think I'm very much on the same boat as that. Uh, I don't think it was the right thing to do. You know, if things go on behind closed doors, then that's why they should stay. Uh, you deal with those things as a professional. Um, you just, you know, it's one of those. But moving on, um, I want to revisit something we've touched on quite a lot recently, and that is uh, a certain Mr. George Johnston. Uh, I don't know. I'm running out of superlatives <laughs> for it, but what a player. What a uh, player. Know, exceptional, exceptional performance at the Uniball this weekend. And, you know, if you're Ian Ever, are you keen to get out the pen and paper for him? He's got a year and a half left on his on his contract, uh, the same as many in our squad, actually, all sort of signed at the same time. And surprisingly, actually, another um, another case of, of the Liverpool youth system uh, came up from there. Uh, and wow, we are they bringing some talent our way? Uh, obviously, Connor Bradley and Owen Beck at the minute. Uh, in and amongst the ranks there, and Jules Johnston, a product of that. But I'm sure we, we can all agree that we'd like to see him with um, us a little longer. Sorry to interrupt you. This links back to our last conversation, in, in a way, in a weird way, um, with Declan John. Two differences. Declan John, George Johnson, both players play for us regular last season. The difference between them two in terms of one of them, ideals come in. He can play left side centre half. He can play left wing back. Obviously, in the club, the players know that they want to bring in new players, try and develop, try and grow, try and get up the leagues. Johnson, I'm guessing, looked at that. I'd love for him to be on this podcast. No, looked at that and gone right. I, my my position could potentially be a threat here, so I'm going to graft. I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to hit the gym hard. I'm going to concentrate on my game. I'm going to work on my game. I'm going to ask, obviously, the, the coaching staff where they can improve, yada, yada, yada. Declan John, I'm guessing, given the fact that he's nowhere near the team or hasn't been anywhere near the team all season, has probably gone the other way in terms of his um, application. So it kind of links to kind of links to our last comment, really. George Johnson did absolutely fantastic, and I think he's credit to himself. Um, his game's come on uh, tenfold. And hopefully he'll, we can sign him up and um, he can join in with us in the journey, hopefully, all being well. And, and as Davies just said there, he's, he's only 24. So, yeah, it's good. Good news as far as he's concerned. Lifetime contract for the boy, please. <laughs> I'm sure there will be as well. many, many people on did board you, that. Did you see when... I can't remember, so I don't... Towards the end of the game, one of their players went down in the centre circle and the captain went running over to the ref and Georgie J was like blocking him. He was literally herding him. Everywhere you turned, he was pushing him away from the ref. And I was like, he's, he's working on every single bit of his game. He's working on his captaincy skills. He's working on his leadership skills. He's absolutely, this season is, is his absolute, if we don't if we don't extend his contract, then we're at, we're foolish. We're absolutely stupid. I'm sure the club will be keen to do it. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going on with, with Johnston, but I can't see him anywhere else. Um, 
I think when Kieran Lee gave off, he, he dropped the arm off, uh, dropped the armband off at uh, uh, George, and I was like, I'd like to see that more often, please. Um, yeah, what a player. And as we've said, only 24. Um, Chris has said there, young player of the season last season, player of the season this season, a classic, intelligent defender. Uh, and I think that's a, a perfect way of summarising it. He's come on leaps and bounds uh, just in the space of a season. Um, and some of the tackles he was putting in oh. on Saturday were Huawei. <laughs> he loves an old school tackle. Um, and just something else that we could touch on, actually. Um, another one from David. Thanks, as always, to everyone that's commenting. Um, can you bring up the fantastic support we all gave? The atmosphere and backing was brilliant, which is, you know, something I definitely agree. Um, really good atmosphere yesterday. Really good atmosphere. Absolutely, yeah. Um, of it. I think it's... Um, sorry, Ben. I, I think it's not just yesterday that we need to talk about as far as the atmospheres go. What we're in now, January... Um, yep. and, and and I think the clubs posted about the fact that we've had extra um, half season tickets sold as well. I think we're in the 14, 15, 30, 14, something, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing a lot some of the people listening are younger, some I'm sure are older as well. The, the price of everything these days is absolutely astronomical. It's not a myth, it's not media rubbish, it's expensive. So to have a, a, a crowd of that, of that, of them, of these sizes. Uh, both home and away, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, people obviously prioritising the club, the, the, watching the club, watching the team as an escapism. I'm, I'm guessing, um, but yeah, hats off to every single person uh, who, who, who spends the harder money watching the club because um, f- fantastic fan base um, in my eyes. Respect when it's easy to say, it's easy to think about it. I know Bolton's a big town. Obviously, I don't live in Bolton. I, I travel 45 minutes of the game, um, but. In that catchment area in which the club is, they're impressive numbers, really. Um, likes of Plymouth and Ipswich, um, they're in the middle of nowhere. There's no other team they can really support. If they're going to go and watch a team, that's their team to support because they don't have anybody else to go and follow. And it's it, it, the, the numbers that we produce, both home and away, are, um, not surprising because obviously I, I've been in the Premier League, watching us in, you know, Anfield and, and, and Arsenal and all sorts of places. And we always took the fan fan, fan following and stuff. But um, I think it's it's great. It just shows on it, really, I, I, when we produce on the pitch, um, people come, which is good. So credit where credit's due to all of you. Absolutely. Got a few comments just to, to run through quickly. Uh, one from Alex that says, Bolton to sign and Lundaloo tomorrow. Yeah. I saw today that he'd actually been recalled to Southampton. Um the Cheltenham uh, fans and the club itself were, were wishing him well for the future. Um, so that looks like a, a dumb deal. Um, looks like Just Dan will be packaged up and sent to us uh, in preparation for our game against Portsmouth. Uh, so, yeah, that's always great to see. Uh, really good to see us getting our business done early again, giving players time to, to bed in and, and get settled. So fantastic um, support and Fantastic recruitment, sorry. Uh, just seeing a comment from Chris there about uh, Derby selling out, which is a, something that we're going to touch on uh, just after this, actually. Uh, and another one from David that says about the huddle before kickoff, which I noticed uh, apparently George is the one to give the motivation talk. Uh, comment there saying future captain. So Definitely future captain, definitely. He's, he's certainly got it in him. That's a great observation. No, I'm, say, I'm in the North Upper, I can't, I can't, can't really see... See that. We have binoculars. 
but yeah, if, if, if Dave is right with that, that's that's a great observation and the kind of stuff we want to see. We need captains in our team, don't we? Like, yes. you're yeah. going to get out of this division. You need, you need leaders. Be it all over the pitch, all um, over the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, the lab we got from. Um, oh God, my mind's gone blank. Gillingham last season. Um, Dempsey. Dempsey. Dempsey's Dempsey, yeah. Dempsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a captain, and you can see it in him. Um, yeah. So yeah, good news that. I like it. Definitely. Uh, a comment from Mark Weaver here that said, "Did I see something uh, somewhere about us signing back on a permanent deal? Thoughts on that? I myself haven't seen that, but I mean, if if the option was there, I, I'd snatch it with two hands. I think you know, there's de definitely a future in there for that lad somewhere." His cameo for around 20 minutes uh, against Plymouth was, was good. I thought he looked impressive. Uh, and like you said before, actually, I think we were a little quick to judge him. Um, but yeah, if there is the option to, to bring him in permanently, I def certainly wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, just touching on that from Chris, uh, Derby sold out, biggest away following for us this season. Um we talked we talked about this briefly before we came on but yeah it is cracking to see Derby obviously giving us a, a good allocation uh and one that we've sold out two weeks before the game um what a time to be a bolton fan uh it's just not bad nice is it? To see. <laughs> certainly isn't um i believe both of you are going to the derby game are you yeah fantastic yeah. i will be as well <laughs> um yeah it's just it's, it's just great isn't it that's I, I can't think of many other words it's impressive it's impressive isn't it that's I, I, i've just said on what, what i mentioned earlier just before about the, the home crowd and the way the way following as well it's expensive you know mm. uh to get there all the thing with it like you know with me like i'm obviously going i gotta buy my ticket i gotta travel there and then on the sunday I've got to take my missus out because I've gone to the football on Saturday, so that's more expense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And all that type of thing adds up, doesn't it? Um, but you prioritise stuff, you know, like, um, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I love it. Oh, when, the fa when, the fans are, when the fans are following the club, it's, 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 it's class. Because there's been a lot of games where there's been 500, 1,000, when we've been struggling both on and off the field, and it's a bit demoralising and... Can't beat it. Can't beat a good away day. Providing you all be sensible and behave yourself. <laughs> Always. Certainly can't can't beat it. Um, got another comment from Alex here. We've got a long throw on our hands. Randall Williams, which is something we touched on before. One hell of a throw, um, and one that I'm keen to see us uh, exploit more. Uh, David, yeah, says, so we've. we've we're going to bin corners and just have Randall throwing it in long out. That's yeah, the plan. Absolutely. Just just get rid of the corners <laughs> and just throw it as far as you can. Uh, and can David Green's. Can I add something here, right? To the fans that are going to the games. If next home game, I'm referring to here, the lad plays it short, don't start in the morning. <laughs> we play. That's how the, the churn starts. That's how we, we pull players out of position. That's how we create space. That's how we pressure our opposition by working the ball. If he doesn't launch into the box, throw that out there, please. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some people in IO1 keen to see him absolutely lever it into the box at every opportunity. <laughs> um, the same people who surprisingly say, get it forwards whenever we're passing it around. Uh, they'll be the ones to shout it out. Uh, David Green said, Dab will have to commit plays in this game. Expect us to do well, I think that was meant to say. Um, but yeah. There'll be an expectation think... there, though, won't there, Ben and, and David, spot on with that? The, the fans will obviously. I'm, I'm guessing it'll be probably a follow or certainly close to it. Um, they'll they'll respect us. They'll know that we're a good side, and they're not they're not a stupid fan base. They're a proper they're a proper fan. They're a proper club, unlike the ones that we played at the weekend. That little tin pot club where we only play once every thirty years. Um, they're a proper derby. Are a proper club with a proper fan base. So they'll get they'll get they'll understand exactly. What they're doing, but they'll put they'll expect their their, their, their players to go out and put performance. So I think David's spot on with that. I expect yeah. them to absolutely go for it. I, I'm expecting a different match to the one that we had yeah, home a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a fair point. Um, a, a game that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so, yeah. Touching on that game, because uh, it won't be an easy ride by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we've obviously got uh, Portsmouth in the Cup but then we play them again in the league and then we play Derby. How many points are you, I don't want to say expecting, but wanting us to take from our next two league games? Obviously, so far, I think that the big talking point was our next four games, and that was before the Barnsley game, uh, where people were sort of tallying up how many points we need to take from them. And so far, we sit on four, which is not a bad return, uh, all things considered, playing those two teams. Um but how many are you wanting to take out of the next two? Uh, and has, have your expectations shot up following our performances against Barnsley uh, and obviously against Plymouth? What about you, Colin? How many points are you expecting the lads to bring home? The next two games, Ben, yeah? Uh, I'm expecting six, uh, Is I think, is is the answer you're going to give. Is that right? Um, Portsmouth win. We have to. We always got to win your home games, and I think if we get a point away from Derby, I'll be pretty happy with that. To be honest with you, so um, I think four points is is something realistically that we can we can kind of expect. Um, any point away from home is good. Um, and if you win your own games, you're up there, aren't you? And which is obviously where we want to be. Um, but like we just said, like Derby fans are going to expect them to come out, come at us, and I think would that will be back for that game. Not that he should be playing, he should should to uh, Bob Barson and Charles, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, I think he is, yeah. if he is available, is he available for that game? I think he is, isn't he? He should be. For, we for don't know, game. I don't know about the whole cup thing, so I don't know if he's going to be back for Portsmouth League or Derby. I don't know if the cup, if she's whether it was his suspension, that's the question. Mm. Yeah, if anybody yeah. knows in that chat, it'd be good if, if they can contribute because that'd be good. Yeah, I, if I, anyone I, knows I, whether Dapo's ban extends to the cup games as well as the league games, do let us know. But for yeah. me, whenever um, he's back, he's on the he's starting on the bench. I would tend yeah. to. No, agree. no, but my point is he's, he's a threat, isn't he? Even if he starts yeah, on the bench, you know, you come on with an half an hour, yeah, it's yeah, there, yeah, or yeah. one or Derby chasing it, bring him on and. Impacts yeah, yeah. Uh, David said that points will depend on our new man, Dan the man. Uh, that's what I'm going to start calling him because I can't pronounce his last Chris name. Chris yeah, Dan the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good point. Um, 
you know, hopefully he can make an impact and, and bring us some points. So in two games, well, one of which is is significantly tougher than the other. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. What about you, Ange? In the next two, how many points are you expecting to, to bring home? Four again? Four, but I want a cheer a goal. So I want a 1-1 a draw, not a nil nil. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I want um, six. Absolutely, I want six. But I just, I'm, oh, I'm not convinced that Plymouth are the best ever on the top. They're not the best side that we face. So I am, I don't want the fact that we drew with them to detract from how good Derby. I think we'll be at home. That's all. So I think I'd be happy with the point. Yeah, I have a question for you. Would you would you take a defeat in the Papa John's quarterfinal and a win against Sat- Portsmouth on Saturday? Or would you take, I don't know, say like a point in the Saturday game and a, and a win on the, the Tuesday game? I, I said on our Christmas pod that I want, a, I want a cup final. I want a trip to Wembley. So I think I'd have to take the, the cup win and the point off Portsmouth. <laughs> So that's the case then. Going to Derby would have to be a must win, wouldn't it? Because he did at least one point. Yeah, it'd have to be a win. We're going to beat Portsmouth twice this week, so don't worry about it. Um, Pompey, <laughs> was it 1 0 against Spurs at the weekend? Pompey? In the FA Cup? Yes, I'm yes, not sure. There's too many matches I couldn't bloody keep up. I don't know. So they, they're obviously, they've, if it's only 1 0, that means they'll have, been, they'll have been working pretty hard, them Pompey lads. And I'm sure they would have been up against it from for a large portion of the game so that would have took it out of them um been an interesting couple of games against them lot. same with chef weds winning as well yay play them as many matches get as many matches for them lads as possible absolutely um should be some tired legs out there uh just a confirmation there that it was a one nil uh win for spurs but yeah the, the next few fixtures uh, are, are looking pretty exciting um, and ones that we can hopefully come on the podcast and talk about a nice three points or four points out of two. Um, but we'll obviously have to wait and see. And I think that more or less concludes today's today's episode. Um, a good, good episode today, actually. Uh, plenty of people chipping in and commenting on, on whatever platform you're on. Uh, and now that you're here once we expect you to be to be back next week uh, and if you're not we'll be chasing you um so yeah thanks to everyone that, that left a comment uh, on whatever platform you're on uh, we do appreciate it uh whatever platform you are on if you want to follow us then feel free um if you're on youtube you can subscribe to us and as always press the bell and you'll be notified every time we go live ben um can um I, I, I'm sure Angel will reiterate this as well. I'd like to say thanks, obviously, everybody contributing tonight. It's obviously, it's good, and it obviously gets gets conversation going. Um, and, yeah, keep it up. Thanks very much for the views, and, and come on, you whites. Makes it so much better to be a live pod when there's people joining in. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, you know where we are, you know where to find us. All our socials are at the bottom of your screen and you'll find us the day after every game uh, live waiting for you. So, yeah, tune in uh, and share, share your thoughts and we'll see you in the next one. Take care.